You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Well, hi-ho there, mikey <laughs> Good afternoon, Mr. Uh, Mr. Joe. How are you, good sir? I, I'm, I'm fine and well and on the right side of the ground. Well, you know, you woke up this morning, that's a plus, right? Well, some people would debate that, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Well, in your own case, it yes, was good, Yes, right? I feel pretty good about that. Well, another week has uh, passed us by, and Mike and I are here to uh, share once again some fun stuff, some history, some upcoming events, all for Morrow County, Ohio. And to brighten your day. And to brighten your day. Yes, sir. Well, I mean, we do, we kind of do that, right? We do that. I like to think that Jamie Zieger, is, her life is so dark and, and gray until she hears our voices... And then she starts rolling her eyes. Yes, I know. Yes, but that's literally like the brightness coming out because of how how much she loves us. Oh my! Okay. How much? How much deeper can I throw this out here? <laughs> one of our regular listeners out there, Jamie Zieger. She's not the only one, of course. One of yes. But uh, we would like to hear from all of you. Send us some feedback. Do you want us to cover a topic? Send it to us at morrowology at gmail dot com. Or find us on Facebook and message us. Mike and I are here. We want to share the data, the history, the fun, the everything. The jokes. Jokes. Oh, yeah. Of course. That's what people listen for. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) I mean, seriously. Uh, We really just want to get the information out about Morrow County. There's so much history here. And, uh, you know, if you're interested, Mr. Mike is going to be doing a walk coming up in June. And you are doing June the 13th. 13th. Yes. June 13th. It's Friday the 13th. I'm kidding. It's actually not Friday. That'll be a Tuesday, I do believe. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday the 13th, Mike is going to be giving the famous and infamous walk at the Historical Society. They do ask that you show up at 645 as the walk will start at 7. They do also ask that you give a small donation. It's a suggested donation of $5 to help offset any of the costs that the Historical Society runs uh, it runs up basically to operate this fabulous place. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I'm if I wasn't busy in June, I would be here just to heckle you from the back. Well, I'll tell you what. If you don't make it to the 13th, um, Robin Rucker will be back, and we'll do the one on the 29th. I believe that's a Thursday. And then we're again doing the same one um, the 11th and the 20th of July. So it looks like it's the second and fourth Tuesday of the month. Right. Do you believe that's right? Is yes. what it looks like. Yes. And well, one's, a th- one's Tuesday and one's a Thursday. Yeah, and then also coming up on the 25th of June, which is a Sunday is the ice cream social at the cross house and that looks like it's a two to five p.m oh two to four okay it says two to five right here oh it does yeah you must have the updated one well maybe it is till five i'm only the president why do i need to know these things yeah you don't get to know you're on a need to know basis okay so it's it's, it's going on till five Okay, well, I, I thought just it was... changed it because you said four. Anyway, okay. <laughs> be there at two because you may not get any ice cream by the time that comes down. And then after that, if you guys are interested, 
come on down to the Mara County Fairgrounds and uh, join the worship service at the Freedom Fest, followed by um, Damascus Worship. We are messengers, and we, uh, the kingdom, will be there on Sunday, and uh, it, that'll be a nice way to round out that your night. That all begins at 4, correct? Uh, yeah, I think Damascus Worship, t- I think they take the stage at 4 or 4.30. You're right, yeah. I think it's and four. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's perfect timing. There you go, right down the street. Yeah, perfect timing. And, you know, folks, uh, I'm looking forward to this one, July 30th, and I know, July 30th. Mr. Kevin Evans is going to be talking about Dr. Tucker. He's giving a historical talk. The time's to be announced on the 30th, but I can tell you that I, from what I've heard, Kevin has done extensive research. And he has a large uh, collection of paraphernalia from Dr. Tucker's lab. Well, I think you, you probably could call it paraphernalia, you right? Could, because you could. of the cocaine that used to be in his well, mouth. Well, yeah, that was part of it, yes. And so I, I don't know if the people actually got cured of their uh, asthma or um, they just forgot about it. Well, either way. <laughs> so, hey, I noticed that there's some signage in the window downstairs that uh, appears to be new. Looks like you guys have a lit sign now that says open. Yes, we do. We have an open sign down there. Uh, thanks, Robin Brucker, for that. <laughs> and uh, the signage is changing, so they keep cha- updating the information that's in there. So that's pretty cool. And, Mike, do you guys have a newsletter or anything that the Historical Society puts out? We do have a newsletter called The Sundial. And uh, if you stop in on Sunday afternoons between 2 and 4, we have extra copies of that laying down there that uh, you can see what's been going on with the Morrow County Historical Society. And if anyone is interested, even though it is June, I have... A couple calendars left from 2023 from the Historical Society over at the movie theater. If you are looking for something to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday this week, it's our third and final weekend of The Little Mermaid live action, the new one with Halle Bailey. And yes, it's Halle Bailey, not Halle Berry. Um, There's, I don't know, about 25 years difference in between there maybe. Um, That's going to be Friday and Saturday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Also coming up, wanted to let you know that Thursdays now and through June through, let's see, oh, the end of July, we're now doing the free movie, the free movie uh, from the, put on and sponsored by the Morrow, I'm sorry, Mount Gilead Public Library. And they are... Every Thursday from June 8th through July 27th, I think. And this week, it's Wall-E. Did you ever see that movie from Disney, Wall-E? Never even heard of it. It's about a robot that gets left on Earth because humans get lazy, and they send them all in this um, spaceship, basically, to live. And the robots were supposed to be cleaning up the earth so that they could all come back. Oh. And I'm not sure what happened, but for some reason, Wall-E was the only robot left. Oh, wow. And they sent back another robot. And we're talking like maybe 100 years has passed or something. Did they fall in love? Um, I, I don't remember. It's been so long. There's just a little <laughs> bit about that, though, Okay, um, that I remember. So that'll be this week on June 8th, and it starts at 11 a.m. and again at 2 p.m. Also coming up this coming week is the Gilead Fitness Fundraiser at Pizzaburg. Starts at 4 p.m. and a certain percentage 
of your pizza purchase will be going to help the Buckeye Fitness Center. Saturday the 17th of June, which is, it'll be at 8 a.m., is the Succulent Solstice at Groovy Plants Ranch. On the 17th of Saturday, 17th of Saturday, 17th of June, which is a Saturday, at 8 a.m., it's the Cardington Community Garage Slash Yard Sale Day. And then on June 23rd and 24th is the Cardington Street Fair in Cardington. It, uh, most of it takes place around the Legion Park, but from what I understand, that has basically spilled over. The, like You can't really find a place to park because there's so many activities, so many people. It's going to be a great time. And, um, you know, before we know it, it's going to be the 4th of July. And the Morrow County Agricultural Society is putting on the July 3rd celebration at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. And, Mike, did you know you're going to be able to use a debit or credit card now at the gates? So you don't have to only use cash now. For the fair? For the fair. Well, for the 4th of July celebration. Oh, okay. okay. They're giving it a good trial run okay. to see if they can continue to use that for the fair. So I think that's that's pretty cool to see that change. Um, and I think that's really all that I have. I don't really have anything else, I don't think, for this uh, for the, this week. Did you mention the um, program at uh, Headwaters? I did not. Do on, you have that? Um, I'll read this exactly as it is on. Oh, here it is. <laughs> oh, it keeps going away on me. There it is. Uh, Headwaters Outdoor Education Center. Our June program is quickly approaching. On Sunday, June 11th at 2 p.m., we will be hosting a backyard bird gardening program. Mia Shotwell. Um, and the Master Gardener volunteers will be teaching us how to create our own bird garden right in our backyards. Come join us as we learn what flowers, plants, and foods attract the birds you desire to see and hear. Hope to see you on June 11th at 2 p.m. That's at Headwaters. Neat. Right behind the uh, Mara County Jail. That, they have all kinds of fun stuff there. Like, I'm just surprised. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because of you know what all they have going on but uh oh 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 i know what i wanted to talk about um there are two winners coming up let's see here there okay so there was a contest mike that was put on by iHeartRadio radio out of marion we teamed up with them for freedom fest ohio and what they did is they put on a special contest and the winner was get was going to get the opportunity to basically open for Justin Moore on Saturday. What an opportunity. And it looks like to me that it was local folks who did it. And I wanted to share who it was because we had the opportunity to finish it out. And the winner of the semifinals rounds is one Mr. Garrett George. Oh, okay. Right here, local, uh, performed at the Capitol Theater with Mr. Preston Cooper. And he is going to be performing, I believe, on Thursday night um, to, com- to compete in the finals, Thursday night, June 22nd at Freedom Fest. And then he will get the opportunity, hopefully, to move on and perform on Saturday night with Justin Moore uh, to open for them. Uh if you haven't seen Garrett, Garrett is 
he's he's phenomenal. He's not the only one um, that got the opportunity to uh, play. But Garrett is he's a blast to talk to. Uh, just a good local kid. Um, I'm trying to find the other name because we also had another name that I wanted to share, and I can't think of her name off the top of my head because it's not a usual name that you would you would think um, you would think of. So, with that being said, there's the weather report, and Mike, I don't know if you've if you have seen this or not, but the weather report, high seventies, low eighties. Oh, not too bad for the entire week. This is not nineties. Yeah, well, it was last year. Yeah, it was hot, uh, but this year it's going to be good. So, um, let's see here. I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything? I. Don't, as of right now, I do want to remind you, though, and, oh, well, we'll remind us in a, um, in a promo here in a little bit, but the Morrow County History Center is open Sunday afternoons now from 2 to 4, and we just talked about the ice cream social on the 25th. The History Center will be closed, but the Cross House down, di- eight, uh, excuse me, down at 85 East Marion Street, right across from Napa, will be having a, uh, an ice cream social and an exhibit of dolls inside. So uh, keep that in mind. And for those that are wondering, they are not Chucky dolls. Good. I, uh, <laughs> there is no, hi, I'm Chucky. Want to play? Yeah. So You're freaking me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what, I hated, I saw that my cousin let me watch that movie when I was younger. And my grandma had bought me a, uh, oh, what were those? My buddy? Uh, my buddy doll. <laughs> and I had seen that. I actually hung that thing with a shoestring in the closet because I was afraid of that doll. I could imagine. Oh, I must have been, I don't know, five, mm. four or five. It was before my parents got divorced. But these will be friendly dolls from, yes. the, from the past. <laughs> All right, well, buckle up. Here we go. The flashback is brought to you by the Morrow County Historical Society. Now open every Sunday from 2 to 4 p.m. Stop in and learn about Morrow County's past. All right, Micamus, to what are we talking today? Well, we're going to tra- we're going to to get in the um, Wayback Machine and go back to about 1898, and we're going to be talking about the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works. All right, and um. Are you looking for like a name or something? I didn't see any in there. No, we're going to. Uh, I think this is going to be a two-parter because there's a lot of information here. So um, um, this is again put together by my friend uh, Stan Stan Sipe. So uh, I'm going to read what Stan has written, and I think it's going to be a two-parter, Joey, because there's a lot of information on the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works. I'm All sure right. you've never heard of it. I have not. In 1898, a large building was erected on the east side of Town Street in Mount Gilead, near where Lincoln Avenue intersects. It was built for local resident J.W. Barnes to build his butter packaging and barrel manufacturing company. Barnes had earlier designed a wooden butter case with adjustable compartments that allowed for different sizes of butter packages to be produced in one or more pound increments. He would market his case to butter producers and dealers, his small workforce also built meat barrels for wholesale outlets. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Although initial sales were good, interest soon waned in Barnes Butter Case, which he had hoped would supersede the old-style butter tub. In 1900, the Butter Package and Barrel Manufacturing Company closed its doors for the final time. James H. Kelly was born in Zanesville in 1868. At the age of 26, he was living in Bucyrus, employed as the plant superintendent of the Carroll Foundry and Machine Company. Next, he worked for a time as a construction engineer in Wisconsin. In 1894, Kelly married Anna Linton, and to this union, a son and daughter were born. Wanting to be in business for himself, J.H. Kelly decided to open his own machine shop. In 1901, his search for the ideal facility brought him to Mount Gilead. Kelly converted the former butter package factory into a workable industrial facility. After hiring a few skilled machinists, Kelly first began manufacturing gasoline engines. The Kelly Foundry and Machine Works at 218 Town Street would see many ups and downs over the next four decades. As if owning his own factory wasn't enough, Kelly established a plumbing, heating, and electrical business a few years later on North Main Street and adjacent to the Globe Hotel. In addition, he additionally sold and repaired bicycles in this shop. In 1908, Kelly opened an automobile garage on West Center Street, the first man in Mount Gilead to do so. He had one car available for daily rental, and early automobile owners could rent space to garage their machines during the winter months. Both of these businesses operated until World War I. It didn't take long for the word of the high quality of workmanship performed by the machinist at Kelly's plant to reach local farmers. Soon, his workers were making repairs to mechanized farm equipment, such as threshing machines and hay presses, lawnmowers, um, Lawnmower blade sharpening services were offered. Through the years, Kelly did a lucrative fix-it business. One product built and sold by Kelly was marked, marketed to children, the pedal-propelled Flying Dutchman. Kelly advertised it as the latest, greatest sidewalk vehicle for children. Healthy muscle developer, entirely safe, a world of pleasure. By 1908, Kelly was manufacturing the Morrow gasoline engine, a product of his own design. A local weekly newspaper publishing office installed one to power its printing press. This stationary engine found a market near and far. After hours, James and Anna Kelly lead active social lives. They were ardent members of the Mount Gilead Pedro Club. They helped organize a local dance club. They were active in the Roman Catholic Church. Mr. Kelly was a longtime member of the Tokay Club, which we've talked about in the past. We have. He attended the 1936 Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia as a delegate. He was a charter member of the Mount Gilead Chamber of Commerce. The increasing demands of his business led Kelly to erect a foundry at the Town Street location. According to an article in Iron Age magazine, the foundry would, also, would allow Kelly to enter larger fields of work. The foundry was built in 1913. By the middle of the 1910s, the Kelly Foundry and Machine Works was performing subcontract work for industrial uh, concerns such as the Marion Steam Co- Shovel Company. The Kelly plant also built a 40-horsepower prototype farm tractor for a Bucyrus customer. In its first dozen years of operation, the local machine shop's employees had assisted in the development and production of numerous patented devices which provided 
which proved to be practical and profitable. Among these were a mail retrieving device placed into service on Western Railroad lines, handle-making machinery, and wood pulp reduction equipment. James H. Kelly was involved in other business enterprises. He served as vice president of the American Concrete Pipe Flange Company, established by fellow Mount Gilead industrial, industrialist uh, James Hickson. I was going to say Hickson. Yep. And served as president of the town's short-line railroad. Kelly was also a member of the board of directors of the National Bank of Morrow County, which is in the building where we do our recording right, right here. here in the historical society mm-hmm. this place has been a bank for years yes it was like another uh factory hydraulic press manufacturing or the hpm located just up the street kelly foundry and machine works performed government work during the first world war kelly's plant was subcontracted by an akron tire manufacturer to build equipment for the united states war department i wonder does it say what they made by chance? No, it does not. That um, would be interesting to know. That would be. Um, I think we're going to stop right there. We're up to the 1920s, um, the end of World War One, and we'll talk more about the uh, Kelly Foundry next week. So, Mike, while you were talking about that, we mentioned Town Street and we mentioned Center Street. Mm-hmm. So Center Street is the back alley behind the library, behind Trinity Methodist. It runs behind the post office. It run, that's that's Center Street. Right. It makes me wonder where the um where his building might have been if it was because we know that the uh Red Cross building was once a stable. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not sure that, that building no, was, but, but the building that was there. Yeah, was the building that was there was a stable. What we don't know is like where else his other business might have been right in there. Um, because this is the 20s, so it's possible that it could be Wolf Coin's building, right? Well, that building, actually, that's another story. That building was, was built to be a Ford dealership, dealership, and it had a ramp that they could take cars up to the second floor. Oh, wow. So, that's another story. I'll see if I can find that, and we'll talk about that another time. That would be interesting. Yeah. And then the other one is Town Street, and Town Street runs over on Delaware to Tower, and I had to look this one up because I thought it was, but I couldn't, I wasn't for sure. So if you are going um, past the dollar store and you get, you're going up the hill, heading west towards Marion, you get to the top of the hill, there's a, there's a nice brick house, and then across the street is the gray house that used to be Century 21 okay, yeah. and where the chamber was. Mm-hmm. If you turn right, that is Town Street. Yeah, that is Town Street, and it goes down behind the old Save a Lot, um, down, and then kind of turns because um, you'll cross over Douglas Highland, and it kind of turns, and right at the back of at his feet, Christian Center, right there. Okay, yeah. That that th- at that corner there, it turns into Tower Lane, but it's Town Street right there. And I'm trying to think of where a foundry might have been back in there. I'd know that there have been other smaller manufacturing plants in that area so i wonder if maybe it was where the um where the storage units are that could be there or maybe with that little building that's down there there used to be a flower shop in there years ago i think that's a concrete block building i think you're talking about there and that used to be a plastic plant once upon time Uh, i'm talking the little yellow one 
The oh. yellow one. This is almost directly behind Save a Lot. Oh, okay. I have to drive over there and take a look. I'm not sure. I'm just trying to think because I don't know because it wouldn't have been there where um, the big brick house is that was a part of the Underground Railroad. Um, so just you know, thinking out loud because there's that little a little uh, black and white building there on the corner of I think it's Douglas and Town Street. Um, I think the guy used to have a lot of antique cars in there. I think, but anyway, just to give you guys some uh, context as to where we were talking. Now, Mike, what happened on June 6th, 1944? Does the name Operation Overlord sound familiar? No. How about when I give you the term D-Day? Oh, okay. That is today. We are recording on Tuesday, June 6th at about, well, we started at about 540 uh, it's now 6.08, and I wanted to share on June 6, 1944, Supreme Allied Commander General Dwight D. Eisenhower gives the go-ahead for the largest amphibious military operation in history, Operation Overlord, the Allied invasion of northern France, commonly known as D-Day. By daybreak, 18,000 British and American parachutists were already on the ground. An additional 13,000 aircraft were mobilized to provide air cover and support for the invasion. At 6.30 a.m., American troops came ashore at Utah and Omaha beaches. Now, 18,000 and 13,000. If I did my math right, that's about 31,000. That is almost... The entire population of Morrow County today. Just to give some context there. The British and Canadians overcame light opposition to capture Gold, Juno, and Sword Beaches. So did the Americans at Utah. The task was much tougher at Omaha Beach, however, where the U.S. 1st Division battled high seas, mist, mines, burning vehicles, and German coastal batteries, including an elite infantry division, which spewed heavy fire. Many wounded Americans ultimately drowned in the high tide. British divisions, which landed at Gold, Juno, and Sword Beaches, and Canadian troops also met with heavy German gunfire. But by day's end, 155,000 Allied troops... American, British, and Canadians had successfully stormed Normandy's beaches and were then able to push inland. Within three months, the northern part of France would be freed and the invasion would f- force would be preparing to enter Germany, where they would meet up with the Soviet forces moving in from the east. Before the Allied assault, Hitler's armies had been in control of most of mainland Europe, and the Allies knew that a successful invasion of the continent was central to winning the war. Hitler knew this too, and was expecting an assault on northern western Europe in the spring of 1944. He hoped to repel the Allies from the coast with a strong counterattack that would delay future invasion attempts, giving him time to throw the majority of his forces into defeating the Soviet Union in the east. Once that was accomplished, he believed an all-out victory would soon be his. For their part, the Germans suffered from confusion in their ranks and the absence of, ce- of celebrated commander Field Marshal Erwin Rommel, Uh, who was away on leave. At first, Hitler believing that the invasion was a faint faint designed 
to distract. Uh, that's confusing there. Sorry, uh, folks. The Germans from coming to attack north of the Seine River refused to release nearby divisions to join the counterattack, and reinforcements had to be called from further afield, causing delays. He also hesitated in calling for armored divisions to help in the defense. In addition, the Germans were hampered by effective Allied air support, which took out many key bridges and forced Germans to take long detours as well as efficient Allied naval support, which helped protect advancing Allied troops. Though D-Day did not go off exactly as planned, a later as later claimed by British Field Marshal Bernard Montgomery, for example, the Allies were able to land only fractions of the supplies and vehicles they had intended in France. The, uh, the invasion was, as deci- was a desi- decided success. By the end of June, the Allies had 850,000 men and 150,000 vehicles in Normandy and were poised to continue their march across Europe. The heroism and bravery displayed by troops of the Allied countries on D-Day has served as an inspiration for several films, most famously The Longest Day in 1962 and Saving Private Ryan in 1998. It was also depicted in the HBO series Band of Brothers in 2001. So that was something I thought that um, we should definitely share. Well, and you know, I collect old-time radio uh, shows, and I do have a collection at home of the radio programs that day, that were interrupted, um, like Fibber McGee and Molly, instead of the regular comedy, they they played uh, uh, patriotic songs. You know, there, there were different things. I mean, there was such a sense of, of patriotism that I'm not sure that we still have you yeah. know, all over this country now. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think um, I think you're right. I think sometimes. Um, Sometimes it, it takes an unfortunate thing like a war to pull people back together. Um, you know, we saw that. We didn't see it prior to, but then after 9-11, for a handful of years, we saw that 9-11. I, don't, I can remember, I mean, I was a sophomore in high school, but I can remember um, yellow ribbons on trees, um, car antennas, uh, things written on. I can remember the days of silence or the, you know, moments of silence uh, for years after, um, we were in the process of connecting all the buildings at the high school at the time. And the construction team put a small American flag in the peak of the gymnasium, and that flag is still there today. Oh, it's wow. it's it's that. one of those small ones. But if yeah. you look to the north when you're sitting in, you look to the north side at the peak, there, that little flag is still there. Oh, wow. Well, it was, la- I mean, a couple years ago. It was last time I was in there, but it was there. Um also wanted to share in on this day in 2013, Edward Snowden discloses U.S. government operations. 1883, President Jackson rides the iron horse. Um, let's see here. The Ed Sullivan Show. Did you watch that? Yeah, it was a really big shoe. We watched it every Sunday night. <laughs> Not too bad, Mike. Uh, the Ed Sullivan Show airs for the very last time on this day, June 6th in 1971. I remember that. And um, here's one that I think is really cool because I'm kind of, you know, a movie buff, I guess. Uh, the first drive-in movie 
Theater was opened on this date in, do you want to guess the year? I was going to say guess location. Um, I'm going to guess 1952, someplace in California. It was actually in 1933. Oh, really? Yep. And, wow, you're on the wrong side of the country, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, so on June 6, 1933, eager motorists parked their automobiles on the grounds of the Camden Drive-In, the first-ever drive-in movie theater located on Admiral Wilson Boulevard in Pensacon. I think that's how you say it, Pensacon, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Uh, everything's legal in Jersey. Um, I learned that from Hamilton. Uh, park-in theaters, the term drive-in, came to be widely used only later, was the brainchild of Richard Hollinshed, um, a movie fan and a sales manager at his father's company, Wiz Auto Parts in Camden. So I, th- I thought that was kind of cool and wanted to share that. So, All right. Well, Mr. Mike, I think it's time for us to flash back to the future. <laughs> Freedom Fest Ohio, featuring Craig Morgan, Brett Michaels, with Night Ranger, Justin Moore, and Chris Jansen, We the Kingdom, with We Are Messengers, and more. June 22nd through 25th, Morrow County Fairgrounds in Mount Gilead, Ohio. On sale now. For tickets and more info, visit FreedomFestOhio.com. Well, Mr. Mike, you and I will be down there for Freedom Fest Ohio. That'll be fun. Be a big time. Uh, it'll be a big party for, for for four days. The party actually is going to start early, though. Did you know that? Going to start early. Going to start early. So campers are going to start moving in on Wednesday night. And W, what is it? W, M R N. Yes, in Marion. Buckeye Country, they are sponsoring a camping pre-party. And our very own Morrow County boy, Preston Cooper, is going to be taking the stage in the VIP barn that night. So uh, y'all definitely want to be basically getting ready for this. We're pulling out all the stops this year for Freedom Fest. It's going to be a good time. Camping is available. It is $990. That includes a weekend pass for two uh, VIP level, your parking, and you can have up to six other people. So a total of eight people at your campsite for the week. Um, and they can purchase tickets for whatever. They don't have to be just VIP tickets. They can be general admission tickets if you want. So lots of fun stuff there. And if you divide out that $990 by eight people and y'all get tickets like that is that that's a for four days of concert, you get Get a lot of bang for your buck. You definitely get a lot of bang for your buck. But you know what? We don't have fireworks this year. <laughs> that was a joke. I know. I'm just saying we don't have fireworks this <laughs> well, year. I hear the crickets. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, weather's going to be great. Stop on by. But you know as well as I know that you know what time it is. Warning. 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 Terrible, terrible puns ahead. Warning. 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 All right, Mike. I just have to tell you, I've been listening to the Queen's album for the last 13 hours, and I feel rather ill. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it must be the high mercury content. Oh. 
Am I just getting a groan or? <laughs> That's better. Freddie Mercury, for those know, who didn't get it. I know. I know you got it, but. I got it. All right. But when you have to explain it, you know, it's not quite as funny. <laughs> okay. You got one? Well, you know, I, I was just sitting here wondering, why is no one ever the right amount of whelmed? You're all overwhelmed, underwhelmed. Yeah. That is a good question. That is a good question. What is whelmed anyhow? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Mike, why are dinosaurs no longer around? Uh, why are dinosaurs no longer around? Because their eggs stinked. Oh, E-G-G, I guess. Yeah, okay. there you go. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you get thrown out of a group, have you been dismembered? That's a good one. <laughs> All right. What do you call a herd of sheep falling down a hill? I don't know. What? <laughs> a lamb slide. Oh. Okay, I can hear Stevie Nicks now. Uh, you know, I had this dream last night. Um, it was, you know, a terrible dream. I was visited by the ghost of Gloria Gaynor. That's before your time, I guess. But uh, I Okay, I'm a little anxious now. <laughs> what, would you, what did Gloria Gaynor sing? Well, at first I was afraid. Then I yeah. was petrified. Oh, jeez. But, you know, I will survive. <laughs> Mike, I was walking by Rivercliff the other day. And I just, why are cemeteries so noisy? I don't know. Because of all the coffin? <clears throat> okay, I, I can get that. I tried to organize a hide-and-seek tournament at Freedom Fest, but I had, to, I had no choice but to give up. Good players are hard to find. Oh. Yeah, you got that one, didn't you? I, I did. <laughs> While two burglars are robbing a liquor store, one turns to the other and says, is this whiskey? The other says, yeah, but not as whiskey as robbing a bank. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know what? We're going to end on that one because that was a good one. We're going to end on that because there's no way we can even even get close to having that one, so... All right, folks, that does it again for us this week. Check out FreedomFestOhio.com. Be nice, be kind to each other. You never know what someone's fighting. See ya.